It's the second week of COP26, the United Nations Climate Change Summit that has brought together world leaders, local officials, scientists, and researchers. Among the people attending the first week was Alexandra Tarzakan. She's a fellow at Northwestern University Center for International Human Rights. And she's joining us for our weekly climate conversation to talk about what she observed up close and firsthand at COP26. Alexandra, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So one of the topics that you actually specialize in is the relationship between climate change and conflict. Talk to us about how those two are connected and what did you learn about them at the summit? So climate change does not directly cause um, armed conflict per se, but it indirectly increases the risk of conflict by exacerbating existing social, economic and environmental factors. So, for example, if you have cattle herders and agricultural farmers who are pushed to share diminishing resources due to a change in climate, this can then stir tensions in places that lack strong governance and inclusive institutions. I attended a a session on closing the action gap and addressing climate risks in fragile and conflict-affected settings. Um, And it was interesting to hear some of the uh, kind of community-led solutions that organizations had come up with, such as, you know, increasing adaptation and um, different water irrigation systems. How do you make these systems more resilient to, to conflict? What are some trainings that can be done to inform farmers on this link? As we've seen in the news, there have been huge protests at COP26. I understand that you went to one. Tell us about that. I did. So I attended the protest, which was organized by uh, Fridays for Future. It was just amazing to see the diversity of the youth um, and also a very big indigenous um, representation, which was very lacking um, at the COP itself. The young activists certainly have been critical of a lot of things at COP26. Um, Did you have critiques of your own after experiencing the summit? I have a few criticisms in terms of the organization. Um, So some of the organizers didn't know where, you know, certain hubs were placed or, you know, I had to ask um, someone to direct me numerous times um, and had to find a lot of things on my own. And I think, too, there was a lack of, you know, inclusivity. So even if someone had physical access to some of these rooms, the language that is being used is not language that, you know, a common person could really understand. There are a lot of acronyms that are thrown around. And so I'd say my criticisms are mostly around, you know, lack of organization and then also um, lack of inclusivity. If you could wave your wand, magic wand, and have one thing be the focus of the next COP27, what would that be? I would say I, I would like to see more of a focus on climate migration, um, which wasn't really um, discussed at the negotiations so far. Um, this is a really big issue. And so I'd, I'd like to see it more at the forefront of the negotiations. Also, again, climate and conflict. And also there wasn't really a mention of corruption um, as well. If we really want to see real change, we really need to be able to tackle corruption So I'd like to see those topics um, highlighted more. um, And I'd like for it to be more of an inclusive COP, um, you know, in in the year to come. Alexandra Tarzikan was at COP26 and is a fellow at Northwestern's Center for International Human Rights. Thanks for sharing your thoughts with us and your experience firsthand at the conference. Thank you.
If you have a question that you want answered in our weekly climate segment, you can email climate at wbez.org. This is WBEZ.